Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, what's going on, everybody? A wild one. In L.A., I'm Jimmy Toscana with the one and only Ace Rod Blakely. Josue Pavone will be joining us momentarily. And Bobby Manning is holding it down in L.A. Um, unless he's kicking it with the celebs after the game. I think I saw a couple of A-listers on the, uh, on the sidelines there. But hopefully Bobby will be able to join us at some point. This one, I don't even know where you want to start with this one, Sherrod. Celtics take this one 122-118 in overtime. Josue, how you doing, baby? I'm this? good. I'm good, Jimmy. I'm good. All right. All right. You are good. You're good. Celtics are – they're good with the result. I don't know if they're great with how they got the result. So, sure, let's start with you. I mean, this one – Celtics were up 20 uh, in the second half of this game, and it just, like – they just hit a – they just hit a brick wall, man. Six minutes – I think six minutes, 12 seconds without a single point. Um, I think Matt Patricia took over um, offensive play calling during that stretch <laughs> or something. I don't know what oh, happened there. Man. But wow. but they, they righted the ship. I think, you know, LeBron, Westbrook, AD did everything they could in that comeback, in that in that stretch to come back the way they did. And they just ran out of gas in the end. But Sherrod, give me um give me your takeaway from this one. Well, I mean, to me, the, the biggest takeaway is that they got the win. I mean, that, that really has to be at the end of the day what you were hoping for, because the Celtics have shown the ability to beat teams in a multitude of ways. And this is one that you have to put in a category of an ugly win. This is a game that should never have been as close. It should have went to overtime at all. Celtics should have won this thing in regulation. And the offense just hit one of those those slumps that a very Matt Patricia-like slump, uh, as Jimmy would put it. And it happens, uh, particularly when you play, particularly if you're a team like the Celtics who've been playing such ridiculously good offense for so much of the season, you're going to have games where your offense is, is going to be in the funk. And to me, the timing of this, it, it makes a lot of sense. It's your first real West Coast trip. You're playing teams that haven't played great but are trending in the right direction. Remember, Golden State was playing some of its be- better basketball when they went, went out and played them. Lakers have, you know, after looking as though they were going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA this year, now they've upgraded themselves to just being a bad NBA team. Uh, mm-hmm. And bad NBA teams are going to find ways to beat you in their building uh, if you're not careful. So the Celtics, the big takeaway is you got to win. And now you can just kind of lick your wounds, figure out what you need to do better. The one criticism, and I don't even think it was a criticism, the one thing I wish um, Joe Mazzulla would, would get a better pulse for, because I don't think he has a pulse for this just yet to the level that I think he needs, is when to call the timeout and when not to. 
Um, I, I was texting a, a scout earlier tonight, and they had mentioned to me that the Celtics are a team that at some point, one of their greatest, some of those greatest strengths are going to become their greatest weaknesses. And Joe, the way that he empowers those guys to just figure things out on the fly has been a strength for the most part this season. But you're going to have nights where the coach is going to have to intervene and say, okay, fellas, let me tell you what we need to do to, to, to end this this drought and, and get you guys back on track. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't think I didn't think Joe did a good job of that tonight. But again, at this point on the road, you want to find ways to get wins, and that's what they were able to do. Joe, yeah, that's a good were... point, Gerard. I, I feel like this thing escalated quickly, and this is a good lesson for the Celtics, of course, of how to protect the lead because that twenty point lead went away quickly. And you know, Sherrod, yeah, you mentioned this isn't a, a, a great team. This isn't one of the top notch teams in the NBA, but they were a motivated team. LeBron James was in downhill mode and attack mode, and the Celtics couldn't stop the bleeding. So that was something that they had to, you know, moving moving forward, they had to make sure that they're able to to control teams in the second half, especially when it matters the most in that fourth quarter. I mean, getting out to that 10-0 run the way the Lakers did, it made it look easy too. I mean, listen, that huge shot for Jason Tatum over over LeBron James. I love that. That's great. That's something that we'll always remember. That's something that we'll, we'll see in the highlights throughout the season of, of big performances by Jason Tatum. This is definitely one of them. But, man, if he doesn't make that, we're, we're having a completely different conversation, right? right. I mean, this, this this game was was really close. It, it came down to that. And I'm happy for Jason Tatum to have that moment, but this has to be a, a, a also a teaching moment for the Celtics team in, in how to control or how to maintain a, a double-digit lead in the second half. I mean, it was halfway through the third that they had that that 20 point lead. And don't forget in um Anthony Davis missed those two free throws right there yeah, at the end that of the was game. Too. Yeah, you're right, Jimmy. Yeah. If one or two of those goes down, we could be talking like you said just we, we could be talking about one of the worst losses in the last couple of years for this team. I mean, this My math is you know, correct. This, yeah. And this is this is what John was worried about and John John I, I think John uh he can't do back-to-backs on the West Coast anymore, so I don't think John's going to make this show tonight. But I'm sure we'll be at the next one. But John's big concern after that Warriors loss was that is this team reverting back into old habits that we saw um, last season in in December? Um, So, you know, basically a year ago where they got stagnant on offense. um, They stopped moving the ball around. You know, they weren't working as hard as they needed to. And then you see you see what the Lakers are doing tonight. I mean, guys like LeBron and Westbrook are running you guys out, out of the gym in that fourth quarter there. And the Celtics just are just kind of standing around shell-shocked, turning the ball over, watching the ball, you know, not playing their sort of brand, their style of basketball, up-tempo. Um, it's one thing, you know, when the threes are falling, everything's great. But when they're not, you got to find other ways to score. you got to be aggressive. you got to play defense. you got to get back in transition. I mean, LeBron's going up and down the court like it was 2011. Uh, in the TD Garden against, you know, Pierce, KG, and those guys. I mean, the way he was playing tonight. So um, that was troubling. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I didn't get to see the second half of last night's game against the Clippers. But to see the final score, they lose by 20. To see them blow a 20-point lead tonight. And you got to credit them for the way they came back late in that fourth quarter, of course, and in overtime. But just to see, like, the Jekyll and Hyde sort of foot on the gas, foot off the gas – this is not – that's not what, you know, a, a championship team, you know, that's not how, how they can play basketball. And with the Milwaukee Bucks coming to town soon, um, very interested to see, um, you know, how that game plays out with some well, of the, the habits they're falling back into here. The Celtics have managed to find ways to win without being complete. 
Uh, and we talk about Rob Williams, but, you know, I, I think we're, we're starting to see, you know, snippets of what Al Horford means to this team without Al Horford over an extended period of time. Uh, Blake Griffin, I think, has done a solid job for the most part filling in, but he's playing too many damn minutes. He's getting too many damn yeah. starts. Uh, Blake is a, in case yeah. of an emergency, Still you know. his best, Rod. Damn. He, he is, he, but his best isn't that good. He might even tell anymore. you that he's playing too. I mean, let, if, if we're being honest and real, I mean, he he doesn't it's suck. Ross, like, but it doesn't he, it doesn't cue anymore. I, I don't, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, and I, and I think the Celtics fans they they know what I'm saying. I mean, Blake isn't a bad player. He's just not. He doesn't give you what Al can give you consistently. And it's cute as Joe Sawyer put it. It's cute for a game or two, but yo, mm-hmm. Blake's spending way too much time with that first unit. Then I think the Celtics should be comfortable with. Uh, and Al, Al means that much to them. They need they need to get Al back. And if you don't have Al and you don't have Rob, at some point it's going to add up and it's going to hurt you, uh, you know, slowly but surely. So I'm looking forward to getting Al back. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting Rob's ass out there at some point because, you know, with all due respect to Blake Griffin, this ain't what he signed up for. He wants to be part of, <laughs> of what's going on. He wasn't expecting to have like three, four, five, six starts at this point in the season. I mean, that's that's a lot for a guy at, at this point in his career who joined a team like this with the role being to supplement from time to time, but not with any kind of regularity. Uh, and, and again, we're not, I don't want anyone to interpret this saying, oh, it's, it's Blake's fault that they lost. No, but it yeah. becomes a domino effect when you have guys who are at the end of your bench, like the Luke Cornettes of the world and the Blake Griffins of the world, who are playing the minutes of first team, all NBA defensive type guys. At some point, the difference between those two types of players is going to manifest itself. I mean, the Lakers are a crappy shooting team, and yet they were hanging around the 50% mark most of this game. They finished with like 47 48% from the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that inclu- and that includes Russell Westbrook going like 7 for 19 or something. So the rest of the team did a pretty damn good job of knocking down shots. The Celtics need all their pieces to be great. And as Jimmy kind of alluded to, when they play Milwaukee, I really hope that they have all their guys because we're never going to get a true sense of how good this team can really be until we see the how Rob and Al work together uh, in tandem and how Tatum and Brown and those guys work in as a unit. Uh, right now, we're seeing glimpses of what they can do, and those glimpses look pretty damn good, evident by their overall record. But you're not going to win a championship until you have your main guys from top to bottom around. This team is this. That's one of the strengths of this team. They're collective sum, not the individuals. Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports and World Cup. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Well, you think about it tonight, a guy like Anthony Davis, who is playing you know MVP-level basketball as of late, Celtics had no answer for him tonight. None whatsoever. We know with right, Rob right. out, with Al out, Blake getting the extra minutes. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a little concerned how they match up with teams that have dominant big men like that. You know, the Embiid's, you know, um, you know, Milwaukee, you know, with with Giannis and Lopez. Obviously, I'm not putting Lopez in the same category, but 
he's having a, a good season on his own, of course. And, you know, one of the one of the really good defensive centers in this league. Um, you go down the list and look at some other teams with, with big men. This is the weak spot for the Celtics is is down low. They gave up 68 points in the paint tonight to the Lakers. And again, Sherrod, this is not a – Lakers are by no means a team anyone's considering to be a championship contender. Um, but they were able to, to do what they do against the Celtics. They they f- exploit weakness, you know, and, and I think it goes back to what you said, Sherrod, maybe in a situation where something like that is going wrong the way it was for the Celtics, Missoula's got to be quicker to call a timeout. And I know we've read that he doesn't like to call timeouts in the middle of runs. He wants the players to figure it out on their own and sort of, you know, get out of whatever it is that they're, they're getting. That's a learning experience and all that stuff. But I think there comes a time where you, ha- you have to just say, okay, we're going to, we're going to stop the momentum here as best we can. You know, we're going to run through some things in the huddle and see if we can write the ship that way. I mean, I, I just don't know if you can go six minutes without seeing your team score and not call a timeout in that span. Meanwhile, the Lakers are dropping, you know, points every, every other way down the other end. Well, he, he has to get a better pulse for when the That's game calls. Yeah, he, he's, he has to get a better pulse for when the game requires that of him. Like, for example, if you're playing a team like Golden State or even the Clippers, uh, I can I can theoretically see you kind of wanting to stick with what you've done. But when you're coming off two losses and you're playing a team that you're clearly better than and you're having a stretch like that where shots aren't falling or 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 too many damn shots on their part are falling, you got to be a little more quicker with the timeouts. Because at that point, you have built, unfortunately, you, you're, in a, you're in a pattern where this is what you're doing in the last couple of games. You've got to stop that pattern. you got to get your guys back on track. And, and a lot of times, it's, it's literally as simple as saying, hold up, fellas, sit your asses down here and let's talk about what's going on here. What is this? And get their asses back out there and, and start balling. Because the thing is, the thing we got to keep in mind is that Things are only going to get tougher for the Celtics going forward, especially when you look at Milwaukee that has Chris Middleton back. You know, I mean, they just, I mean, they just handed Golden State. Well, I think mm-hmm. they won by like 15, 17 points. Middleton drops like twenty, uh, and, and so the Celtics. You're not necessarily thinking about Milwaukee, but I think you have to start thinking about the top tier teams and how can you best insulate yourself to be able to contend with them. Because Jimmy, the point that you made about the bigs, you know, Lopez. He's not having a great season per se, but he will be a great player against the Celtics because right. Milwaukee knows that's an area of weakness. As long as you don't have an Al Horford out there, as long as you don't have, you know, uh, Rob Williams out there. Yeah, and they're big and they're physical. We're not even talking about, you know, off the bench with, with Portis. So, and then there's Portis. the whole, that, that Giannis is pretty damn good. Yeah, so the Celtics, they have to really adhere to habits that make them great. And I thought that the last three games they were they got away from that a little bit, and maybe it's the fact that it's just you know it's their first trip on on the West Coast, and you know maybe they were feeling themselves a little bit because they look at the standings and they look and they realize that there's no one in front of them, and everyone's talking about how great they are and, and all this other stuff, and maybe they subconsciously they start feeling themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do think the last three games should be humbling for them. Uh, two of the games you lost, and the third one you really could have lost uh, to the Lakers, even though you didn't you. It was basically a tale of two halves. You crushed them in the first half, and they you made you allowed them to get back to the game and get real comfortable in the second. Uh, they have to be better than that going forward. They got some time now to kind of kick their heels back and then just really process what went down on this trip. But they bottom line is they have to be better than what we saw in this Lakers game. 
100%. Yeah, I think you have to get and, comfortable in those moments, right, Sherrod? I mean, you, you, you mm-hmm. talked about him calling Joe, Joe Mazzullo, making sure he calls the timeouts at the right time. I mean, that last timeout was obviously an important one, the one that got them going or at least turned things around coming out of it. But that's not always going to be the case. So those timely calls by by Missoula is going gonna, gonna to go a long way in the in the second half. Not to say that the Celtics giving up, blowing a, a 20-point lead and being down by you know almost double digits. I mean, these guys were stunned. They were shocked. And I don't know exactly what went into that timeout. I would have loved to ask Joe Missoula after this one because um, they, they just they, they refocused. You know, it, it certainly helped. You saw them just sort of take a take a deep breath and, you know, gather themselves before going back out onto the floor. And I think that did help in a big way. But, yeah, that was that was scary, though, Sherrod. I mean, those last couple of minutes of that that huge run by the Lakers, I was like, man, I've, I've never seen the Celtics so stunned the way they were on offense and just chucking threes those last couple of possessions. I mean, Grant got one to go, luckily, for mm-hmm. the Celtics. I mean, fortunately, that sort of helped the momentum start to swing their into their their way. But, man, a couple more of those empty shots, empty possessions, the game would have been would have been an L. would have been an L to to, uh, to what's been a relatively successful road trip. You know, now they they – on the on the right end of the of this win against the Lakers is overtime win, but if it went the other way, I mean, Sherrod, what would you say? It wouldn't be a disappointing road trip, but you would say uh, they could have. Oh, oh, it would be disappointing. Would be disappointing. Oh, hell yeah, it'd be disappointing. Hell yeah, it'd be disappointing. Um, but especially yeah. if they'd have, if they would have ended it with an L in this game, because that that Lakers team ain't good. I mean, if we're being honest and real, and that, that that's 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 those are just facts. Uh, their best players, right. best days are damn near mm-hmm. decade behind them. How, how many teams can you honestly say your top three players, their best days are essentially a decade ago? Uh, <laughs> oh, they took turn the clocks back tonight. They did, they did. But Russell Westbrook did Russell Westbrook things. You know, lots of rebounds, had some dimes, poor shooting. LeBron poor shooting, but he was know, aggressive. He went to the hoop a few too, times. In that, right. in that fourth quarter, you know. Yeah, I mean, he was good. I mean, this was this was the good Russell Westbrook, and you live with the shooting numbers because that's just that's just who he is. But the bottom line is the Celtics are a better team, and they did not play like that in the second half. Uh, first half, they they did more than they did just enough to remind everyone who was watching the game that we're the Celtics of twenty two twenty three. They're the Lakers of twenty two twenty three, and we're kind of better than them. Uh, and then the second half, it was just like, yeah, we were kind of better than them in the first half, but you know what? We'll be all right in a second. And nah, yeah. see, nah, you can't be, you can't play all right on the road, uh, particularly against a team that has literally playing for nothing to lose. The Lakers weren't supposed to be in this game. They weren't supposed to win this game. And so there's a relaxed sense of of just approach that they take. And the Celtics, that's kind of they were like, we can do that too. And you can't you you can't have that mindset. You you have to stick to what you do well and don't get away from that. And 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 again, I. You know, I, we're quick to give Joe Mazzulla a lot of credit for what he's been able to do this season, and he deserves that. He absolutely has earned the credit of being instrumental in this team's success. But he's got to get a better pulse for when he called them damn timeouts. Uh, there's no way the Lakers should have been able to go on this type of run without some stoppage on their part. And if your defense isn't getting damn stops, you the coach, you kind of have to do that for him. Yeah. And Tatum, it's funny. I see show, though. Man. Yeah, I was I was gonna say okay. it's funny because um, I'm seeing a lot of comments that oh we're being negative we're being negative. This is a weird game for me because I'm 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 obviously you know you got to give them credit for for the win and for pulling it out in overtime, but it almost feels like a loss in some ways because it just the the way that they gave up in that in that 
third slash fourth, you know, mostly fourth quarter there. Yeah. And John if not, just a lot. if you were playing, if you were playing a team with a little bit fresher legs, I think the I think that team holds off the Celtics and they don't, they don't sort of make that little comeback at the end of the game. I think the Lakers just kind of ran out of gas. LeBron and AD were up to like what, 40 minutes, 40 plus minutes at that point. And then you got Westbrook coming off the bench. But that being said, I do have to give them credit. And one guy we haven't mentioned, and, and Joe, so you, you you just did mention Tatum. We did talk about him briefly, 44 points. I thought Jalen Brown was was nails in a lot of important situations tonight. His mid-range game, um, some nice little turnaround fadeaways. Um, I did 15 rebounds. I mean, we, we joke about how we don't talk about him sometimes, but you can't talk about this game and not talk about Jalen Brown right after uh, Tatum's 44 because he, he really was important to this one. Jalen Brown, I, I think, is, is low-key having an all-NBA season. Um, I, I think when you get to that, when you're thinking about the latter players who fall into that lower second team, mm-hmm. third team range, Jalen has to be in that conversation. When you look at not just the stats, but the impact of those stats. I mean, Jalen makes big plays. His defense, his rebound, 15 rebounds from Jalen Brown, uh, that is not the norm. That is not, but they needed that from him tonight because, you know, again, with their lack of, of physicality and size, you're going to need your wings to be to play bigger than they normally are. And, and Jalen is, I think, for the most part, has been good at that this year. Uh, you mentioned Tatum. I mean, th- one, of the, one of the folks that was at the Lakers game was Drew Hanlon. And you better believe that uh, I don't think anyone will be shocked if they Tatum and, and Drew spend some time together today before this game <laughs> working on some things. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that Tatum has a couple of bad games. Drew Hanlon is in the house. Next game out, he drops 44. I don't think that all that stuff is just the basketball gods conspiring just to say, whoo look what we right. got. I, and, and Tatum, they're going to need him to learn from that Golden State loss, to learn from the Clippers loss where you're dealing with someone who had, I mean, the Clippers are the, the to me, they're the blueprint of two, what two-way talent in the NBA looks like when you talk about Kawhi, you talk about PG. Uh, you, if you're Jason Tatum, have to learn from those games how to be more impactful. I don't think Tatum needs to score more or, or anything else like that. He just needs to make an impact. Uh, if that means you go six for 19, but your four of those six shots come in the fourth quarter and your team wins by three, you have done your job. Uh, and he's steadily trending in that direction, not as uh, consistent, I think, as a top five player should be. But uh, again, he's Tatum. I keep, I have to remind myself that he's only 24. Uh, I have to remind myself that he's still a young player in his league, even though when you look at his body of work, there are guys who've been in the league five, 10 years longer than him who haven't accomplished nearly as much as he has in such a short period of time. But uh, to your p- earlier point, Jimmy, I mean, Jalen, Jalen is that dude, man. I mean, he, yeah. he you know, we, we, when you're talking about the top 15, top 20 players in the NBA right now, Jalen Brown has to be in that conversation. Has to. It, yeah. He's making, he's making a good case. And, and what it is now, it's just like, he's just a scorer, you know, like he, that's what he does best. And whether it's from three, whether it's just like exploding to the rim, as we've seen him do in the past, he can score a number of ways. And now he's got this nice little mid-range game that um, he pulls out a few times during this one tonight, late in the game, a nice little turnaround. Like, that's huge. You know, that that's kind of like the DeRozan 
game a little bit, you know, where he's not relying on yeah. just threes. You know, yeah, I'm seeing a little bit of that. There, Jimmy. So true. if he can if he can nail that part of his game down, then yeah, sure. I mean, these all NBA arguments are going to be a lot easier to make for him. Uh, well, guys, we got to pay a couple bills though. Um, you know, we got some great sponsors for the Garden Report. Allows us to keep doing the show. The first one. Uh, why don't we go with our our friends at Calm? Why don't we go with our friends at Calm? Calm.com slash garden for 40% off a Calm premium subscription. This this game is the definition of why you need Calm, okay? Celtics are up 20, then they're down 12 or whatever it was. They force overtime, a couple big shots late in the OT there. And I mean, everyone's emotions are all over the place. Now you got to go to bed. It's it's 110 in the, in the morning here in the East Coast, and we're just supposed to go to bed? Hell no. That's how we're doing this show. But Calm is the uh, the perfect app for these to sort of take you from wherever you are to wherever you need to be. And whether that's low or whether that's high, Calm's there, whether it's meditation, you got sleep stories, you have um, music, um, they got the daily meditation that I think Joe Sway checks out from time to time. Right. Yeah, so if you guys just want to go to com.com slash garden, we'll get 40% off a premium subscription. That gonna, that's going to unlock everything. You can go ahead and download the Calm app for free, poke around, see what is available to you, and see everything that's not available to you that you wish was, and then give it a shot and um, let us know what you think. I use it all the time. I know that Josue uses it. Sherrod, I'm pretty sure, uses it from time to time as well. Um, so once again, that's com.com slash garden, 40% off. And then... We got our friends at Athletic Greens, AG1. Okay, we talked about what Calm can do for your mental. Well, Athletic Greens is there to help you feel better physically as well. So um, if you go to athleticgreens.com slash guard, you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. What is athleticgreens.com, you might ask? Well, it's basically a vitamin, mineral, nutrients-packed powder that you just toss into a little glass of water in the morning, down the hatch, off on your way. It's got 75 of these minerals, vitamins, um, all this stuff that's going to help you just get through your day. It's perfect for your gut health. It's it's good for, um, honestly, it is good for your mental health as well. Um, and it, it it's just as cheap or cheaper than a, than a cup of coffee and about 100 times more nutritional. You don't want to be getting that fake energy from caffeine, Get your teeth all brown. And we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we're, we're off the coffee train. Coffee is 2021 or 2022. We're moving into the new year with Athletic Greens here. So check it out, athleticgreens.com slash garden. Free one-year one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. And we have a new sponsor here, one of our newer sponsors, and this one's really exciting as well. Our friends at Rocket Money. Formerly, um, what were they formerly called? Oh, Truebill. Formerly Truebill. Now we're called Rocket Money. If you go to rocketmoney.com slash garden, you can save possibly hundreds of dollars um, on unnecessary and unused subscriptions. So what Rocket Money will do is they'll group all the subscriptions that you have and don't even know in some cases that you have, some that are costing you money, some that might be, and they say, hey, what do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? We'll do all the dirty work for you. All you have to do is go to rocketmoney.com slash garden and they will get you started. I'm actually excited for this one because over the years, I mean, you guys know what it's like. You're on a mailing list for one reason or another. You end up all of a sudden, you're getting charged two bucks a month here, five bucks a month here, 10 bucks a month for stuff that you don't even remember what it's for. And unless you're 
checking your, you know, checking your, your, uh, what is it? Your statement every day or every, every week, you might miss these little charges that you might, you might just breeze right past them. So rocket money is the perfect app to sort of get you back on track, get your finances right for the new year. Right. You know, you get some Christmas gifts you need to save up for where you might, you might be able to, um, save a couple of bucks this way. So rocketmoney.com slash garden, save hundreds and cancel unnecessary subscriptions right now. Okay, guys, thanks for hanging while we read through those, um, subscript, those, um, I was going to say, Jimmy, you can tell your, uh, you can't even tell your right friends to, to, to take over the, uh, that Netflix account that you guys are sharing, you know? <laughs> we actually you. are sharing a couple of them. You can play on us. They, Keep they that have on <laughs> it's a good reminder as to how many, you know, how many subscriptions you have. Exactly. Well, we won't get into your subscriptions tonight, but I know you got a few. Oh, so. wow. Shots fired. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds super shady. Come on, Jimmy. Play nice hey, kids. Play hey, nice hey, kids. Hey, 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 hey. What can I say? Uh, what I else, guys? I mean, with the counts of this dude so, <laughs> so Celtics head home now. Uh, the West Coast trip is done. There's obviously mm-hmm. some some good things to take away. Some bad, and I think the bad is more fresh in our mind right now because of the way things went. Mm-hmm. Golden State, the big loss, or the, the the big loss last night against the Clippers, and then um, the way this one ended. Yes, they got the win, and if they didn't, all hell would have broke loose, and and we would have been. I think John would have just like woken up from his slumber because he would have just felt something went went wrong, and he would have jumped on the show, and he would have been the first one to blast these guys, and they would have been rightfully so. And, and honestly, you can still blast them for the way that. Uh, it went at points tonight, but what are we taking out of this trip? You know, going into um, coming into the Christmas season here, Bucks, Bucks coming up. What do they got? Um, who do they have on um, coming up this week? I know Orlando, have, I believe. It's okay, Orlando. Orlando is on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, uh, um, two games against the Magic. Okay, mm-hmm. again, two very winnable games there. I think we would all agree. Yeah. Um, and the team needs to go through, and we knew they would at some point go through some. Mm-hmm turbulence right and and see how they react and respond and i think tonight obviously is a good example of in-game response because it looked and i think we all at some point were like wow they actually lost this game when they were down double digits lakers were zipping up and down the court something something happened the lakers kind of ran out of gas and celtics right of the ship there so there's something to be said for that and that's sort of like the in-game adjustment that you want to see Mm-hmm. But I'm still a little I'm still a little concerned at at the way they showed up against Golden State, the way they showed up last night against the Clippers, and the, the way for stretches that they showed up against the Lakers tonight. So I don't really know if this is the trend that they're still going going on here. Are they are they on the downward trend still, or is this the type of game that they can sort of snap them back out of it after a couple mini a little bit of a mini skid there? Yeah, I I mean they they looked I, I thought a little bit overly anxious against Golden State and they never really kind of calmed down and, and just played Celtics basketball. Uh, and, and Golden State, they're too damn good, too talented, too veteran savvy to let you do that and get away with it. And they made the Celtics pay. Uh, but I, I think at the, my big takeaway from this West Coast trip is that watching them play these teams out West and looking at how they played up to this point, the Celtics are still the best team in the NBA. I still believe they're mm-hmm. the best team in the NBA because as, as much as some of those, those couple of losses hurt, uh, that's the biggest adversity slash uh, downward issues that they've dealt with all season. And if losing to the defending NBA champions on the road uh, and then losing to arguably one of the one of the more 
uh, one of the better t- teams full of two-way talented, talented players yeah. on, on the road. I mean, you know, that you're good. You're going to be okay. And for you to basically spot the Lakers the second half uh, mm-hmm. after handling your business in the first and still find a way to win, uh, those I think are the big positive takeaways if you're the Celtics. But the way they beat the Lakers, it really has a, a feeling that you're playing with fire, that you can't do this with any kind of consistency and expect the end result to be what it is. Because the point that you made earlier, Jimmy, about the Lakers just kind of running out of gas, I think a younger team, if the Celtics were to play this way against, would, would have won in this game. Uh, they would have had enough mm-hmm. energy and stamina down the stretch to, to just seal the victory. Right. So uh, the big takeaway for me in all of this is that the Celtics, I'm even more convinced now they're the best team in the NBA than I was before because of how they handled – because their biggest – even in, in when they weren't playing their best, um, you still see the compete in them. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though the, the, the Golden State game, the, the score was, was definitely lopsided, but I never felt as though the Celtics had just kind of completely gave in and were just mailing it and calling it a wrap. And that, that's what champions do. Champions get their asses kicked all the time. It's just they don't let you do that without some signs or some semblance of resistance. And I thought the Celtics – and the two losses with two, to the Clippers and to Golden State, I thought they they didn't just give in. I didn't mean to post that one. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it felt like they almost were having the uh, the ghost of NBA's finals past. I don't know. Maybe it was a Tatum thing. Maybe that's what it was, Sherrod. But I felt like you sort of saw, saw those flashes where the offense reverted back to what we saw six months ago against the Warriors. But like you said, I mean – Teams that are uh, destined to win a championship like this team seems like they're on pace to, uh, you know, to do this year. They they learn from these mistakes. They learn from what from what went wrong in the second half of these games, and uh, you 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 apply those lessons to any other team, you know. So you want to see how this team responds to teams like Orlando Magic and you know other teams throughout the Eastern Conference. But yeah, everyone's gonna everyone's looking at the the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, how is this team gonna match up? You know, especially after what you saw what the Bucks just did against the Warriors and how the Celtics you know, measured up against the Warriors. But then you see the way that they, you know, dismantle a, a team like the Phoenix Suns, you know. So you see that the Celtics can obviously elevate and, and beat any team in the NBA. And they play like the best team in the NBA. But how would they respond to other teams in the second half of big-time games? Like, like how could how would this game have ended if it was a team like the, I don't know, Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, they're one of the best, if not mm-hmm. the best defense in the NBA right now. You know, those are the tests that I want to see the Celtics team. And the Milwaukee Bucks are right up there. You know, so that so that's uh that's that's definitely on their calendar. But you also want to see how they respond from this road trip, and which is, you know, looking back on the way things ever, you know, everything panned out. It was it was a successful trip for sure. I mean, they they gave up a couple of uh you know a, a blowout loss to the, to the, you know, to the Warriors, and the one against the Clippers wasn't as bad. But you know, overall, I think it was a good trip. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think I think this game, this Laker, this the fact that they won this game tonight makes it overall a good trip. If they lost this game, make no mistake about it, this would have been considered a bad trip. Three and three, um, lost. Essentially, every team you lose to, if you're if like Sherrod says, if you're the best team in the NBA, 
every team, every time you lose, that's the game you technically should have won. No one expects them to win every game, but to go on a three-game losing streak would have been, in my opinion, I think in most people's opinion, especially the way they would have lost tonight, that would have been a bad trip. But again, it didn't happen. They made their comeback, and I think they can go home on a high note with a little bit of positivity, a little bit of momentum. They certainly have a lot of film on things that they did wrong over this trip, um, things that they can get better doing. I'm sure Joe Missoula will be looking over the film on the flight home, um, and he'll have these guys – well, I, I have no idea what he's going to have these guys looking like on Friday, but you have a couple winnable games coming up here. And, um, I, again, just heading into heading into that Buck series. You don't want to – if you're the Celtics, you don't want to look ahead to that series. I think a lot of fans obviously are. But you have, I think, a couple games with the Magic, one against the Wiz, uh, one against the Pacers, and the Timberwolves. So um, a few games here where they should be able to um, work on some of the things that went wrong. What I'm really interested to see is if our friend Time Lord will make an appearance in any of these games because this feels like it's being dragged out now. And we thought that we would see him on this trip. I know I predicted against the Warriors. It sounds like he's cleared to go for the most part. Is that what you guys kind of are, are understanding it? And is it more just a conditioning thing at this point? It feels like it's more of a conditioning thing because their, their concern obviously is bringing him back and him not being conditioned enough to withstand the rigors of, of just full-time back in the flow NBA basketball. Uh, there's, you know, there's, no matter how much time you spend on a treadmill or, or working on your cardio, you're not going to get into basketball game shape unless you get into basketball games. Uh, they know that. Um, but you want to make sure that he is physically ready to roll when that time comes. And I, I do think that right now it is more about cardio and his comfort level than it is about the actual injury. Uh, when you look at the things that he's doing in practice, you look at you know what he says and what those around him say, it, it's pretty clear that he's extremely close to stepping back on that floor. And they're going to need him. They're, they're going to need him a lot. You know, we, we, we talk about the, the last couple of games before this one and how you just don't want to have a three-game losing streak. Uh, I hate to break it to people, but that 08 team that was arguably the last really great Celtics team, they lost three in a row on a West coast trip and they followed that up with 10 straight wins and an NBA title. So it's, it's not the, it's not the worst thing that can happen in the world, but obviously you don't want to have to go through that. Uh, I, I think this Celtics team has the ability to just regroup and get back on a winning track that we saw before they came out West. Uh, and I, I would not be the least bit surprised if they reel off five, six, seven, eight straight wins. Uh, I think they're that good. And I think the schedule, other than the Milwaukee game, which I think will obviously be a great one, uh, but most of the games you feel very comfortable with their chances of winning, even in those games that are going to be a little bit tough, tougher than others. So they're in a good spot, I think, right now to to continue on the path that they've already started, which is to be the last team standing when all is said and done in the Eastern Conference. I just, again, I, I just wonder about Rob. I don't want to rush him back either. But I'm a little disappointed that if he's cleared to play, he's not ready to go. I mean, I don't know if it's just he's – is he really, like – is it really that bad of a conditioning issue right now? Is he out of shape? I mean, is, is, it, is it even about the knee? It feels like it's not. I'm not saying he should go back out there and play 30 minutes right off the bat. I don't think any he of He doesn't play 30 that. minutes even when he's healthy. Exactly. He never has. So <laughs> this guy can't give you 
can't give you 15. He can't give you like some of the Blake Griffin minutes tonight. I mean, if that's the right. biggest, if that's your biggest issue with, with the Celtics right now is that Blake's playing too many minutes. I mean, here's your answer right you got, here. You got, yeah, you got a pretty easy answer and, and a definite upgrade over over that. Uh, I, I agree, Jimmy. I, 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 I'm not really clear. I mean, why did he go on the trip? Just to just to work out, I guess, which is to be with the training staff out there. Is that? I mean, sure, yeah, you would know better. I mean, that's, than well, that's, I mean that, go ahead, Josue. You were saying you something. Say, no, I was gonna say he's he, he wants to be with the team. You gotta be involved. He can be with the team, but I mean, I'd rather him be. I, whatever's gonna get him onto the court quicker is what I want. So if that means that's why I asked, that's why I was asking. Is it is it better for him to be traveling with the team so he can get his specific workouts in with the training staff that travels or is there better for him to be at the facility back, uh, you know, in, in Boston? I like him being with the team. I, I, I think there's, there's, there's the obvious benefit of that, which is he could potentially suit up for you. Uh, I, I think there's also uh, non-obvious benefits, which is just the camaraderie that you have. And I know he, you know, he knows these guys, but every year is a different team. And every year your role might be slightly tweaked. And for Rob, I, I just think it ha- there's a benefit of him being around these guys. I think for him, from a, from a mental health standpoint, because uh, remember, this is a guy that has had a lot of injuries and he spent a lot of time away from the team. And so I, I think for him, it's really important that he stays locked in and that he feels uh, as connected with these guys as possible when he's not out there playing. Uh, mm-hmm. In my conversation with him, you know, a couple of weeks ago, that was a that was one of the things that he made pretty clear that, you know, the guys have been great about just kind of keeping his spirits up, you know, when, you know, he could easily kind of start having doubts and, and questioning himself and, and going through that whole, you know, game that many of us play with ourselves when we are not where we want to be physically. Uh, but his teammates have been good about keeping his spirits up. And Rob, I, I, again, everything that he has said, everything that Joe has said, all indications are that he's literally – able to play any day now. And when you're that close, you got to keep a guy nearby. Um, but, Jimmy, I, I'm feeling you don't wanting him to get his ass out there and, yeah. and balling, uh, especially especially when you're playing teams where you can clearly see where the things that he does well could benefit you greatly totally. in certain matchups more so than others. Yeah, but Maybe you they just didn't want to put him in Boston, against – like, this is good. This is a good I don't give a damn want... where it happens. Yeah, I don't you care where it happens either. Team. You didn't want to throw him into the fire against these top tier teams. The, the teams that Why are not? Like, going to his neck. I mean, if he's not ready, look, we got to remember. He is if ready. To, if you go back to media day, right? Go back to media day. What, what, what was the uh, the narrative surrounding, you know, his his injury and everything that happened? You know, whose decision was this? And he was, he, he jumped ahead of it. He said, look, I wasn't going to miss that opportunity to play in the NBA finals. So I think Rob is the same guy who's saying, look, I want to make sure when I come back, I'm the best version of myself because this was my decision to get back into the NBA finals, my decision to take this route, obviously. So I'm going to make sure I come out this thing. You know, everything is off to the, to the right start because at the end of the road is still, what, six, seven months away, which is, of course, another NBA, another trip to the NBA finals. So I think he's being extra cautious. And I think uh, uh, doing it during this homestand is, is a good thing for sure. You know, I, I think that's the move. If, I mean, well, now it makes it mean, yeah, you can see that happening. But I, I, I still would have liked to have seen him on his West Coast trip because uh, I just think that in these type of environments where you're going to have to be a little bit tougher mentally and a little bit more locked in with all that you do, uh, I would love to have seen him step into that fire. 
I would love to see him go into the deep end of the pool, if you will, uh, with, with that type of stuff, because that's what you're going to need if to win a championship. You're going to need right. Rob to really show up when you're playing a Milwaukee Bucks in a game six or against, you know, Golden State in a game five where the winner has a 3-2 edge and his play would be instrumental in you getting that win. I want to see him in those situations. I don't really give a damn if he goes out there and plays 15 minutes and has eight points and seven rebounds against Orlando Magic. Shit, I mean, Joe Sway, you can probably go out there and get a couple couple buckets against the Magic at this point. Uh, that doesn't. That's not right. impressing me. That's yeah, not, not going to move the needle. That's not going to move the needle. You you need <laughs> your best players, your most important players, to get it done against the teams that are going to be in your way from getting where you want to get to. And I thought, again, if, if Rob, if they're being overly cautious and Rob's just not ready to go, fine. Keep being patient. But if he's if he's indicating I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. And they're just like, hold on a minute, young fella. Let's just wait till we get back home and do this. No, I, I, I have major problems with that uh, because you're basically taking one of your best players who can help you. And saying, no, we don't need your help right now. We're good. Mm-hmm. No, nah, you're not good against uh, well, yeah, LA teams. Not, and you're not- if he's not out there by Christmas, you know, while, while Jimmy's got his PJs on ready for the game, then that's a problem. I mean, something's gone, something's gone terribly <laughs> wrong, right? Like, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, Jimmy's going to be feeling like, like somebody put my, coal in his stocking. I mean, my Celtics <laughs> oh, onesie. When I, when I put on my Celtics onesie on Christmas morning, I want to make sure Rob Williams is active for that game. That's That's what I want to see under my tree. <laughs> Is active yeah. Rob Williams. Okay, within the next they, week or so, if we don't see Rob back out there, then yeah, something something's gone terribly wrong. I mean, they, they didn't want to listen. I get they didn't want to throw him up against AD tonight. I get that, but maybe he could have gone last night against the Clippers and just got his feet wet a little bit, get a little playing time, make the trip, make the trip somewhat worth it for him out west. But I'm not trying to push the guy to to play when he, if he's not ready. It's just I'm, I'm apparently being we're being told that he's cleared to play. So yeah, it was the it was the video, Jimmy. That's what it was. Everyone it's got your excited. Win. It's the win. Everyone got excited with practice. that. Yeah. Um, yeah that's what I mean. One one thing we we didn't mention really on tonight's game against the Lakers was the guard play. I don't know what you guys thought about the guard specifically. I thought Marcus Smart definitely had a, a up and down night. We'll say. I mean, a lot of threes, a lot of missed threes. Um, did seem threes. to come up come up big late in the game. I thought, but. Um, I just think it was just an, it's just an off night for him on the offensive side. And then um, Brogdon was a minus 12, which is a little bit uncharacteristic, I would say. And then um, not a whole lot from Derek White tonight either. So I didn't think the guards did a whole lot to help the Celtics uh, tonight. And <laughs> Westbrook looked like the best guard out there at times, to be completely honest. Yeah, well, I mean, Westbrook, he, he can do that to you. He's, he's, yeah, I mean, he's got that in his, ba- in his bag. So that, that's not a shock. Uh, Marcus, you're right. Marcus didn't play particularly well. He took more threes than anyone on the Celtics roster, which is never a good thing. Never good there's thing. Never, there's, it's never a good thing. Uh, Derek White, I think, has had a – I thought hey, Derek White had a rough – record. Come on. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Derek White, I, I thought I had a rough trip just for the most part. You know, I, I look yeah. back at that, that Golden State game, and my goodness. I mean, there was just opportunity after opportunity for him to just – you know, do what we saw the first 20 or so games, and he just didn't get it done. So um, you're right, Jimmy. The guard play was not good. And it wasn't just one guy or, or two guys. I mean, as a group, they just weren't very good. So hopefully they got that out of their system. 
hopefully that that'll be you know the last time we see their guards collectively struggle like that because again it's not even so much the numbers as much as it is impact uh marcus you're right jimmy he made he had he definitely had an up and down night and, and made some key plays for them but for the most part I, I just didn't think he had the kind of impact that they need him to, to have in order to be successful same thing with malcolm same thing with Derek white uh they just have to be better bottom line is they just mm-hmm. have to be better than what we saw and i yeah, thought this was yeah, kind of sure. I thought Derek White got out to a good start, but then he just disappeared after that. Yeah. that first quarter. yeah. He had a couple of threes, um, you know, and Brogdon just couldn't find a rhythm out there. But, yeah, Marcus just got into a – I don't want to call it, like, hero hero mode, but it was just more like a – They were giving him shots, and he was taking yeah, them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was more like a, oh, oh, it's like that? Oh, okay, if you're going to give me these shots, I'm taking them. And sometimes you can get yeah. a little – obviously, 11 attempts. When you look at the box, you're like, whoa. You don't realize it was that it was that bad, but but it was. It, it, you know, sure he hit the last one he made was a big one, but um, yeah, it, it was it wasn't the kind of confidence we've seen from Marcus when when everything's clicking, when the offense is, you know, everyone is moving the ball and and, and they're getting mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're kind of shots. You know, Marcus always he's been a big part of that, and and if he's not taking those easy uh, takes to the to the rim, he's he's finding the open guys. So we didn't see we didn't see more of that uh, after this trip. What did you guys think of the decision that Joe made to not play Pritchard at all uh, on a night on a night when your guards were not playing particularly well? Yeah, it's it's I guess I interesting. Think if, if they didn't get out to such a big lead, we we, we probably would have we we, we would have seen because I feel like right now. Well, so he's only good when you when you're beating the snot out of teams. You he can't actually help you when no, you're gets I mean, a little, like, little dirty. When, little when grimy? the offense runs, when the offense runs dry, and it's like yeah. a, you know they're giving up a huge lead, but because that happened way too late in the second half, he was too he was too afraid to make that call, which would have been a bad decision. But I think if that if this if that collapse happened in the in the very beginning of the second half, you probably would have saw Pritchard out there. You know what though? Sort of like, that, that, it that's felt his it. Role. You know? It felt like the perfect spot for Pritchard though in that yeah. fourth quarter when they yeah. were just like That's the walking. Saying. They were like the Walking Dead out there, you know. I don't um, know. It just, it just, it just felt that they they needed they needed to try something fresh that they hadn't tried in the game yet to right. get the offense stimulated. And Pritchard, I I thought would have. I'm. He I didn't agree with get you, Jimmy. the Warriors. He tried against the Warriors, and it was just it, it didn't work out. It was, it was that's a bad match. That's a bad matchup for him. I mean, when you start looking at the guys that he's got to deal with the, defending him and the guys that he's got to defend yeah. on, on that Golden State team, there are, there's nowhere to hide. There's yeah. nowhere to hide. A little, Joe, Joe waited a little too long too to do it too. It was like yeah, uh, you look at the yeah you I mean, you look at his Lakers roster. Oh my goodness. Um, pick your pick your victim, yeah. Peyton. Who are you gonna victimize today? You got some options on that Lakers team. You didn't have them options against Walker. Golden State. Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, I mean yes. Pritchard, but also, I mean, Hauser only played 10 minutes. I mean, he's somebody that you can put in there to sort of open the floor up a little bit and hit a couple quick threes and just sort of stop the – they just need to stop the bleeding at that point. I mean, right. nobody was hitting right. shots. Nobody was scoring. I don't know if they felt like Hauser was just a bad matchup with some of the bigger bodies that were in that game. Maybe that was why Pritchard didn't go in. But then my guy Noah Vonley, he couldn't get any burns tonight either when, when guys like Grant and Blake were, were just kind of overmatched, I, th- I felt like, throughout a lot of this game. I'm not saying Von Lay is the answer by any stretch, but again, it just goes back to if you're the coach, like you're the only guy who has that power to just give it a shot. Maybe something clicks. Maybe there's something that he can do differently. You're just nervous um, when if, Luke's not there for too long. That's what it is, Jimmy. You don't, you don't like that. No, that's our guy, Bobby, who I'm not sure if um, 
we're going to try to get Bobby on the show here if we, if we can, if we can hang out for another like five, 10 minutes, I don't know if we're going to last, but, um, we'll have Bobby to answer to, to Luke's Luke, Luke tonight. What did he do? Let me well, see. Luke, well, Luke, Luke had like 24 seven minutes. Yeah. I mean, he was fine. Luke, Luke was fine. Luke's bad. not hurting you. No, Luke, Luke is Luke, no. Luke. And that, that's to me, that, that's literally has to be his job. Don't hurt us when you play. <laughs> Yeah. Don't make mistakes <laughs> that force Joe Mazzulla to yank you out ASAP. And he's not doing it. He, give Luke his credit. Luke has gotten better as the season's progressed. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He went from someone who you kind of had to throw out there because you literally had no other warm bodies who were 6'10 or taller to throw out there. And now he's a guy that you need to, th- you need to be thinking about how to utilize him going forward. Not in a prominent mm-hmm. role, per se, but as a guy that can get, step out on the floor and give you some positive minutes for the most part. Luke has earned the right to be that guy. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious as anyone to see how is this going to play out when Time Lord comes back. I mean, obviously, Rob is going to get the bulk of the minutes at that position, but are they going to find ways to maybe get Luke out there for five or ten minutes here or there? Or will Luke basically become, in case of an emergency, you might play, but for most nights, you're not. It's it's still unclear how the Celtics plan to use him going forward, but it's a great problem if you're Brad Stevens to have, where you got a guy that you trust, that you can throw him out there for a few minutes, you can keep him on a bench. He's not going to uh, play any different whether he plays every game or plays every other game. Yeah, no, I... And when Rob comes back, if Rob comes back, and then when Al gets back, I mean, those are minutes that are going to be significantly cut into, I mean, I'm saying like Vonley, if Vonley can't play on a night where Rob's out, Horford's out, Blake's getting torched, you know, Grant's getting, if, if he can't get minutes on a night like tonight, then I don't know if we're ever going to see that guy again, at least not in a competitive game. Um, but that's why it's so important to get like Horford back. I mean, man, how many kids yeah. is that for Horford now? How many kids is that for Horford? He oh, he's got to start in five now. Got a Does line. he? Maybe that's it then. Maybe that was the final, the final straw. But I yeah, think he's that, got the, it just uh, goes to show how important – it does go to show how important Horford is to this team. I mean, no one's saying he's a number one option, obviously, but, you know, what he's able to do to connect them on both ends of the court, um, it's just the value that he has for them. And great that they were able to lock him up for a couple more years at a, at a reasonable price. Um because he's still he's still got it at, at the age he's at. He's one of the few players who's still playing and has adjusted his game in a way that he can be highly effective in big minutes um, at a later later stage of his career. And we see we saw it tonight with a couple of you know future Hall of Famers on the Lakers. But I think Horford's going to have you know a, you know Horford's one of those players where he's just had such a solid solid career and he's been a little bit he's a quieter guy. He's not a highlight real guy, so he's done it a little bit more under the radar than some of these other guys have, but for him to be able to still have such a positive effect on a championship contending team at this stage of his career, when two years ago he was DMP'd in Oklahoma city, I think a lot of people thought that he might not have had a whole lot left at that point, not because he couldn't play, but just the situation over there in Oklahoma city, he's revitalized his career completely. And we're seeing how important it is on nights like tonight. And, and, you know, last night and a couple games here on this trip, where he was very sorely missed. Yeah, and, yeah, and that whole okay. Go ahead, Justway, you got it. No, I was just gonna say his impact on, on both ends of the floor. I mean, it can't be like it can't be overlooked. And even when he's not playing on the second night, it's a back to back. You see that bounce back 
the following game and, and, and it's his presence on both ends, whether it's, you know, getting guys the ball, such a good passer, being able to switch and, and guard the perimeter, you know, and especially in the Celtics struggle and transition defense, which happened a lot throughout this road trip. I mean, this team certainly missed his, his presence and, and, and it's on both ends, but especially on the defensive end of the floor. So hopefully um, we'll see him back on um, Friday night because um, yeah, that, I think that that's had a lot to do with these, with why the Celtics have been have been giving up a lot of points in these, in, in this, especially in these back-to-back games in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean the, the whole Al, for, Al Horford experience when he was in OKC is almost like he he got like a one-year sabbatical uh, from the NBA. Where I mean, remember a, a good chunk of that time they just yeah. basically said you collect sure. these checks and practice. That's your job. Right. Collect checks, but, practice. But their, their good- trainers helped them out too in a big way, right? Like they were working out like crazy yeah. throughout that time. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he, he had a good, like, basically a year to condition his body uh, without any yeah. significant wear and tear <laughs> along the process. So, it's uh, – Al, it's, it's really good to see him uh, contribute because, to your point, a lot of people thought that he was done uh, and, and that he wasn't going to be able to be a significant – and also, he benefits from playing with a Celtics team that has put him in a position where he's not going to have a lot of wear and tear. Al is a catch-and-shoot perimeter stretch big right now. You look at the majority of the shots he takes, they're catch-and-shoot, which means he's not having to work as hard physically to get off shots. And I think that does allow him yeah. to have a little bit more energy and juice. He's not banging down physical. low either. No, no, he, not nearly as much. I mean, I, I, I don't know if Al has led this team in rebounding a single game this year. Um, and, he's, not, and, yeah, he's not even a big anymore, really. Right, right. I mean, he's, he's become a six-foot-ten shooting guard, basically. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. and, and that's and that's fine because again his ability from a defensive standpoint his ability from a leadership standpoint Al is worth having on the floor it's just that his role is is very different and he'll be the first to tell you that it, it's it's it takes a little getting used to because Al historically has been a banger he's physical mm-hmm. he likes to get it you know he likes to back guys down there and give them a little 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 uh, all the time yeah. but <laughs> Al doesn't do that right, anymore sure. I mean, how many of those guys survived though in the league, right? Like I, I love this like new example of, of, of what Al could be to you know, you know, bigs that that are that are like him, right? Maybe they're 28, 29, you know, they're trying to stay, stick around in the league, trying to prolong their careers. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is how you do it, right? He's sort of the, the new prototype now. It's like, yeah, you can stretch the floor with your outside shooting, but you're also productive on defense because you can keep up with opposing, you know, backcourts and and you could still be a starter, you know, you're, you're able to preserve that in, in some regard. Right? I think the Celtics have done a good job of doing that as well. I mean, not playing him on second nights to the back-to-backs, but also overusing him, you know, offensively where he's not like the second or third option, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and everything they're doing is built around one premise, and that is make sure Al's ready to go playoff time. That's that's literally mm-hmm. what this right. is about. It, can he be in the, the – optimal shape from a just conditioning standpoint and be relatively injury free, relatively bumps and bruises free come playoff time. And if, and if you're, if we get to April and Al is in that shape, they're good. They mission accomplished. Cause we saw how important Al Horford was for this team in the playoffs last year. Uh, he came up in big in a number of games uh, and they needed him to do that again for them to have a deep playoff run and get back to where they were a year ago. Um, and his numbers went up too, right? Yeah, was wise, and he was his percentage fifty percent throughout yeah. from behind the arc as well. I mean, he was 
incredible. That was that was Atlanta Al right there. That was Atlanta Al that was balling, dude. That yeah. was going putting up big numbers. We hadn't seen him much that type of Al uh, in Boston very often. So no, right. and guys, I think I think our our good buddy Bobby Manning is going. Oh, there he is. He Hollywood. Is. I thought I I thought I heard his music. Showtime. There he is. Yeah, he, Bobby Bobby got, the, got the Hollywood tan already. Look at you. Dude, Check he's got out. the Hollywood hair. Look at that. You the hair. You should have seen me on Rodeo. Is that a? Uh, is that like surf hair? Were you surfing earlier today? No, a little too cold for that. But yeah, the sun's been out. Celtics finally done with this trip. He was on Rodeo this was, dry. Chilling. Yeah, I was. <laughs> this is this was an important one here. I think this team might have had some doubt creep in if they weren't able to pull this one off and. I think it's more of a sigh of relief than something that they figured out here in terms of playing through adversity and blowing a lead or being in a tough matchup and facing switches and shooting poorly as they did throughout much of this one, turning the ball over. But they figured it out, and they figured it out fast. I don't think Joe had a lot to do with it. I think these guys just kind of put their head down, stopped throwing the ball away and produced some good shots, got back to their offense. And there was a stretch there after like the five, six minutes that they were pretty cold that I didn't think they were going to be able to do it. It looked like some heads were down. It looked like some guys were dispirited and it looked like they were going to just let this game slip away. Yeah. That's as impressive as a turn of a turnaround as I've seen, like 13 points in four minutes, less than four minutes, really. That was some crazy stuff in this one. I was actually talking to Paul Pierce. And oh, uh, wow. he had never really even seen Name like drop. a couple different swings like that. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it was almost like a college game. I was, I was telling him and he, he agreed with that. This was, this was as crazy as it gets. I don't know if you guys remember, I asked him the craziest Celtics Lakers game he played in. And uh, he said it was the one where Antoine Walker hit a shot off the backboard or something like that. Yes, That's obviously yes. before. Really they moved it off and then they reviewed it and they counted it. Yeah, that was, oh man. Man, that takes me back. That <laughs> he one, had the uh, ball in his hands. He was like, Antoine was season, like. <laughs> when they went to Conference Finals, everyone's coast road trip wore, uh, wore headbands. And, uh, yeah, they uh, counted that three. Yeah. Oh, man, Kobe. Kobe was saying no. He was he immediately said it was no no basket. They reviewed it, and then which is a big deal back then. They didn't do that often. And uh, they said that it was. Uh, no, no, no. Joe Swain's got the play Excuse me. Kobe went in, and then they said it was. Uh, they counted it, and then they reviewed it. They said. It was, it was I knew late. Joe Sway would have all the details about. It. No I think one knows. Just that completely happens. flipped the story. I think so. <laughs> My bad. No That's one knows. What it was. Yeah. No one knows. Kobe looked like, it looked like a game winner for Kobe, Kobe, but it, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So it was yeah. cool seeing him. Pierce. He wouldn't jump on the camera, but got uh, got to chat oh, with him for a minute. That would have been but, nice. Um, yeah. Bobby. All the stars were out for this one. I think I saw Ben Affleck. Was he there too? I didn't get a good look at the court side. We were over by Mayweather. They had all oh, their okay. jackets on, his whole crew. But um, okay. Bobby's just dropping names. Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, that's what it is out here at these Lakers games. <laughs> I'm talking to Bobby. Paul. Oh no, we're chilling by Mayweather. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> my my boy Floyd. My boy Floyd. Well, um, Bobby, are you a little concerned with the last three games? Yes, I, I think it shows you that what? this. I think it shows you that this team isn't miles ahead of the league. And I was always skeptical that they were. I think they have some issues that can creep up occasionally, namely ball control. In this one, it was crazy how no one could really settle them down. And you saw how Smart's still probably the best option out of everybody. Like, even Brogdon was out of control on this one. Yeah, uh, It hurts not having Al. I think that became apparent in the fourth game without him now, I think. 
Uh, the Blake minutes more thin. He he got off to a good start, but Luke picked them up. And Jalen actually gave Luke a ton of credit uh, for his efforts late in the fourth and in oh. overtime. All the offensive rebounding. They put him on Russ. I think that was a huge part of the game plan to draw Russ into shooting a lot of the shots he did in overtime there. And uh, he kind of flamed out. Some other guys on the Lakers weren't able to support some incredible efforts from LeBron and Davis. And, man, it was cool seeing LeBron playing at that level out here. So he, they they really brought it to them. But, yeah, I'm concerned, Jimmy, because when the shooting's gone, I don't think they have great outlets to get to the rim and score there. Mm-hmm. The mid-range can come and go. Luckily, they have Jalen to kind of fill that area if they're not shooting well. Uh, but they're just going to keep firing. And fortunately, it did turn around for them in this one. I don't know what they ended up shooting by the end of it uh, from three. It was 39.6%. So they got yeah. back to their level. Uh, but in a game like yesterday's, you know, which which you guys weren't there for, you saw the devastating effect that that shooting slipping at 23% can have. They don't have a lot of other places to go. So my worry, Jimmy, is that when you look at their offense, there's some similarities like the 2019 Bucks, the – 2016 Rockets, like some of those teams that put up historic offensive numbers during the year by shooting a million threes, mm-hmm. become playoff time in some games where you're missing 27 straight from deep. Things can look erratic, and man, did their offense just look crazy. awful um, for for much of that second half. I mean, they went six minutes without scoring, right? They did. That was yeah. crazy. Yeah, that, that's and not a timeout in that quarter. stretch either. It was like they were stunned, yeah, Bobby. Cool. And I was like, man, I don't think they have it in them to finish this game, to, to win this game. And I then, didn't think they had it, Josue. Coming out of that timeout, it was a completely different team coming out of it. You know? Yeah. Did, 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 was there anything specifically that happened that stopped that Lakers run and got the Celtics kind of back going? I mean, they went on a pretty good run of their own, to be completely honest, to end that game into the overtime. I don't know if it was anything that they did differently or if it was just did the Lakers just kind of run out of gas there. I mean, LeBron was up at 40-plus minutes. AD was leaving. AD couldn't even hit his free throws by the end of that fourth quarter. I think he was so tired. Um, was it a little bit of both there that the Lakers just kind of tired themselves? I mean, they were going up and down the court like mad. I thought they were going to run the Celtics out of the building completely. Well, Tatum settled down. I thought that was the key. Yeah. And Jalen said they had to get the ball to him, and they did. So credit smart for that. I thought he set up some good plays to get Tatum close to the basket. He found Grant for the three, as the guy in the chat there says. And that's where things really started to change. I mean, that to have the endurance, you talk about endurance there, Jimmy, of Davis and LeBron versus Tatum and Brown, to throw down that kind of dunk that Tatum almost did on LeBron there, it's a key moment. I thought they needed those three points. So I thought when he went up and did that, that that, that wasn't going to be enough. Uh, but then they get those missed free throws that effectively swung the game, uh, the point total that they needed right there. And uh-huh. uh, Smart hit a big three too. So I think Smart, I think Jalen kind of deferred to Tatum, and Tatum was, I think, great down the stretch of the fourth quarter there. And then their defense really tightened up into overtime with Luke on the court. Uh, that's a good look for them, and it's going to be great getting Al back. As I heard you guys talking about when I came in, that's it, it's crucial that he's back because man, Griffin and Cornette, I think, gave them just about everything they could the last three, four games here. And that was about all you were going to get from those guys uh, playing the level of minutes that they did there. You guys are so yeah, mean we, to Blake. You and Sherrod, it's incredible. Blake's good. Again, though, you've reached he's a point in, a in this game. Yeah, I mean, Blake has a very specific <laughs> role. And you're asking, point too. More, you're asking him to do more than he, at this point in his career, should be asked to do in order to be effective. That's mm-hmm. That's my only issue. 
it hurts watching him shoot those threes. So, oh man, they can't live in them. Those. We'll be saying that when the thirty for thirty comes out, Bobby. You know, <laughs> I love Neither like I love what he's giving this team right now. I actually um was kind of planning on random coming into this one. I'm probably gonna scrap that one because I don't think he had the best game, but they're doing some cool stuff It'll with him in the high post. Yeah, like he, he's doing some Al Horford-esque things with the ball in his hands above the post. And they finally found the role for him in the offense, I think. It just – Al's a 50% three-point shooter, and Blake's probably below 30% now after this game. So a huge difference there in terms of how you space the floor with him out there. And you Luke's met, you, obviously not a guy who spaces the floor either. We probably – you mentioned it, Bobby. We probably didn't talk about Tatum enough tonight. I mean, for a guy who had 44 points. Did he have 44 Damn. I think I think he did, right? He did. <laughs> yeah, man. You know just, damn. Wait, you were at the game, right? No, I'm just kidding. I know. He got up there fast. He did. No, but I mean, he was he really was he the guy that kind of he kind of did sort of snap him out of things in that fourth quarter, stop the drought. I mean, he went to the line. He was just kind of tapping the hoop at that point. Um, and that did sort of stop the run that the Lakers went on and kind of slowly reversed it in the Celtics' favor, not saying it was just that easy. But um, for Tatum to have a game like he did tonight after a pretty poor performance, obviously, against, you know, the Warriors, and a lot of people had a lot of things to say about that over the weekend, um, I was thinking it's important for him to sort of finish the road trip on this type of a note, remind people that, hey, you know, I'm still in the MVP category here. You know, MVP players can have a bad game or two, and – and have an off night and um you know 15 i mean dude 15 of 29 from the field i mean that's that's pretty damn good five of ten from three nine rebounds six assists i mean that's that's mvp numbers right there so yeah, making big plays late that yeah was, that was that was the key he didn't the big disappear. shot over lebron that was a really nice i mean that was a nice little baseline turnaround jumper there he was dribbling all over the damn place oh man that, that, that was real that's one we're going to see. When, 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 uh, when the season's over, that's one we're going to see. I mean, that, that shot over LeBron was huge. Oh, I didn't even think about that one, too. I'm still stuck on the dunk. Yeah, that was a huge oh, play. Dunk. And you kind of saw him yeah. You kind of saw him set himself on the baseline there, yeah. see, not rush, get a little rhythm dribble going, and then pull up and fade away from a spot where he doesn't have a ton of success. And he sort of found that shot late in this game. I always say he's like a 39% mid-range shooter for his career. It's not, his, it's not his best shot, even though he's kind of got That's like that fluid him game. Take that shot. I, I yeah. Think yeah, and this is as good as I've ever seen him shooting that shot in this one. He had a couple of those down the stretch, none bigger than that one. Uh, so he was awesome. I think they need him on the boards. I think they need him defensively. It was a group effort guarding yeah, yeah. Davis, and they finally were able to exhaust him with the physicality inside. They followed him a ton. They sent him to the floor. This is a very physical game. The Lakers are like a defensive team at this point, which is crazy. But uh, they both battered each other. Guys were flying around. ton of free throws. Celtics hit theirs. Tatum drew them. And he was great in this one. And he needed it because the last two games, I don't think he asserted himself enough. Like he kind of got a little comfortable floating off the ball, didn't go and get it. And this game he did and made a ton happen with it. Yeah, that's a good comment. Uh, that is a that is a Kobe type move and shot that he took there, and yeah, I bet you that was something they probably, probably took right from Kobe, and was probably happy to be able to do that in LA. Um, you know, obviously we yeah, all know that. Dr. Drew. Yeah, Dr. Drew. Um, good good call right there. But, Last um, guy I'll shout out Smart. Um, I thought he turned it around big time. He was awful. Oh, he had to turn it around. He was tough yeah. duty to start. 
What do you, what do you think click from Sherrod? With smart? You're talking, you're talking about smart Marcus, or Tatum? Yeah, Marcus. I don't think there's any one specific thing that clicked. I just think that the moment, if anything, uh, Marcus, I, we, we've seen him time and time again have not so great shooting nights, and then he'll just make like this, no, no, Marcus, don't shoot it. Wow, what a great shot you just made. Um, so I, I think for him, a lot of times it's just the moment and just re- recognizing and embracing whether he's in position to make the most of it. Uh, I would say that more times than not in his career, he has made the most of, of those moments. Uh, that doesn't take away the the elevated blood pressure that many of us feel when yeah. he's taking those shots. Well, he missed open threes, you know, yeah. tonight. And he missed a lot of open threes. But the, the thing about Marcus, though, that I, I've always respected is that there's a fearlessness about him when it comes to those moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you never, ever get a sense that he's afraid of the moment, that he's afraid to fail. And I don't think that the NBA has enough players to be candid with you who have that DNA. Uh, I think a lot of players play it safe. If I'm on the floor and I'm playing with two really great players, I may have an open shot, but maybe I'm afraid to fail. So I'm just going to pass it to Jason Tatum, who that's his job to make those shots, even though I might be wide open and I can I could be that 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 guy. So, um, I, yeah, Marcus, I, I just think he recognizes the moment and and figures out whether this is whether he's ready to make the most of it or whether he needs to get it to someone else who's in better position to. Bobby, were you for there for the Marcus post game? Yes. Tonight? Yeah. Yeah, a lot I'm of trust. Seeing, I'm seeing the quote. That was, was he, like, sick tonight? Was he sick? Oh, yeah. that might have been the beginning. Yeah, all of us were uh, still in with Brown at the beginning of Smart's Presser, so I didn't catch the beginning of it. Oh, I okay. do have the audio. What was he saying? Um, we got. I'm just reading tweets on Twitter. I got one from um, John Corrala said, Marcus Smart on why he had to leave the floor late in the game. Quote, a little bit, a little bit, under the weather, I actually had to vomit, so I didn't want to ruin the floor at Crypto, so I got my butt in the back. <laughs> oh, so, in the back with the bucket. I guess we got to give Marcus Smart a shout-out for a little flu game tonight. Really, if, he, if he really did leave the game to go throw up and then come back out and finish the game, that's that's pretty badass. There was something so. he ate. <laughs> yeah, could have been, but I don't know. He says he, says he was sick, so I don't know what he's going to yeah. do. Everyone's sick right now, I feel like, but um, credit Marcus Smart got athletic greens. Not if you got Athletic Greens. It's a great segue, Bobby, because we do have to shout out our sponsors one more time before we call it a night. Um, so Athletic Greens, if you go to athleticgreens.com slash garden, get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Quick little pour the powder into the cup in the morning, down the hatch you go, 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, prebiotics, all those good stuff. That is athleticgreens.com slash garden. And we got our good friends over at Calm. That's calm.com slash garden. 40% off a Calm premium subscription. Everything from sleep stories to meditation to music to soundscapes. I'd fire up my app right now, but I don't want to drive you guys crazy. You get a little rain action. Right now I'm on rain. Sometimes I'm on crickets. A lot of different soundscapes that I go through. Meditation, if you, if you want to get into meditation, that's really good for your health. A little meditation in the morning, start your day off right. So com.com slash garden, 40% off. That's a legit subscription right there. Great gift, right? Nice little thoughtful gift for Christmas too. If you have a loved one who you think could benefit from a little calmness and you don't want to say, hey, you're crazy. This is just a subtle way to say, hey, you're crazy. You should check. And lastly, um, our newest sponsor to the show, Rocket. Is it uh, Rocket Money? Thank you. Rocket Money. Rocket um, Money. 
rocketmoney.com slash garden to save hundreds, cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now. I want to make sure that I don't, um, I want to make sure that I nail this one because it is our newer um, subscription. So I'm just going to read this real quick. So it's rocket money. Are you guys wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a account. Joe Sway's got a few accounts that I'm sure he doesn't want to mention or gets about from time to time. It never Bobby. gets streamed. Bobby. There's this great Bobby, app I use. There's this great app I use that helps me track all my expenses. And because of it, I no longer waste money on my subscriptions. I don't even use. You might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. So you want to get rid of those subscriptions with Rocket Money. Go to rocketmoney.com slash garden, and you can save hundreds of dollars per year. Guys, even if it's $10, even if it's 5 bucks a month, it might be something that you're just stupidly paying for you don't even know about or that you're sick of and you just haven't had the time to get rid of it. Rocket Money will do it for you. It's not going to, you know, just give it a shot. Rocketmoney.com slash garden. It can't hurt to check it out and try it. It might save a couple bucks for the Christmas season here. Um, so we want to thank all of our sponsors. Guys, any clothing, closing thoughts? Bobby, we'll start with you since you are out on the West Coast right now and uh, heading back. Are you heading back tomorrow? Or are you, yep. stick, are you staying there? Okay. No, I got it. I got the crazy journey tomorrow back East. But uh, this is a great trip. I think they did exactly what they needed to. They won more games than they lost. They saved off the Bucks, who are still right there with them at the top of the East, really putting pressure on them. So if they slipped up in a couple of these games, Bucks would have been pretty much tied with them at the top of the East there. So mm-hmm. it was important that they did that, show that they could win without Orford, get him through that COVID stretch, the birth, and he'll be back and pretty fresh, I'd assume, after not yeah. playing for this long on Friday against the Magic. Could that be Rob's return date, either one of those games? I think that's a spot Someday. to put him in there. Uh, but it does seem like he's got to really get his feet under him right now. So I don't know. I'm not – putting any more expectations on that i'm just gonna wait and see what about you sharad you got anything for it? yeah yeah i mean the, the, the biggest the biggest thing is, is just winning just getting back on track setting the tone for what's going to be a long homestand hoping to build off of the lakers win and and you know just remembering who they are i mean i i think that there there were stretches where they they kind of uh lost sight of that and we've seen them leading up to the West Coast trip, really get back to being a solid, fundamentally strong defensive team, who, by the way, was having historic offensive uh, stretch. I think they need to really kind of lean more into what they do best, lean into that defense a little bit more going forward, and certainly getting Rob back will make that process easier. Because it's their defenses that's really going to, I think, be the foundation for them to get back to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the lesson you learn from this trip if you're the Celtics, right? I mean, yes, we're a great, historically great offensive team. If we're not taking care of business on the defense of the floor, then we're going we're gonna to lose games, and especially the big ones and the, the marquee matchups or whether it's the second night of a back-to-back. I mean, they have to put forth the type of effort on the defensive end that establishes themselves as that one of those top-tier top tier teams. Are they going to be the same defensive team that they were last year? Maybe, maybe not. But you have to be somewhere in that vicinity because you know that it's they're capable of doing that, right? They're a better team than they were last year, and they have guys that are, that can elevate you know, their, their defensive identity. But Rob obviously has a big part of that. Al, you know, not being in not being in the lineup has, has, has affected them. But I, I think this is a great uh, uh, learning, uh, another teaching moment for the Celtics team to, to bounce back and and. Uh, 
but just take care of business at home. This, this great homestand is a uh, good time to relax. You know, after such a long trip on the road, of course, gear up, you know, inch by inch, gearing up for that, that matchup against the against the Bucks. You know, on on Christmas Day. I mean, that, that's a that, that's a big, big one. You're gonna see where you stand. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I think for me, quick, quickly, just a roller coaster trip, but it ended on a good note. I think going out west, it's it's hard to win. It doesn't matter how quote unquote good the teams are. I mean, you're traveling, you're away from your home, your family, but it's also a good bonding experience. So hopefully, these guys. You know, they obviously, you know, they they learned a lot about themselves on the court, I think, in this in this trip because of some of the ups and downs they went through, whether it was Golden State in L.A. Uh, but hopefully they had some good time together. And, and I think this team is really close. I think they really do like each other. I think they have some really good people and characters on their team. Um, and hopefully they can come back from this trip and just sort of get a little bit of momentum after that nice little, I guess you could say, late fourth quarter overtime comeback and uh, move forward as Josue as Josue said a big game coming up in uh, a little bit over a week from now um, but they gotta take care of business first they got Magic they got Indy and they have Minnesota yeah Indy team so, looking good uh, so. Indy's back Indy's back baby they ain't never left but um, the return of Aaron Neesmith our good friend Aaron Neesmith yeah. will make his well, he got the revenge game. We didn't, did did Dennis Schroeder even get mentioned in this one in this show? <laughs> no, <laughs> no the revenge didn't. game for him. He actually, didn't. I knew not to mention. The, the, I got two biggest no. Schroeder haters in in the in the in the media world with Joe Sway and Sherrod, So I knew not to bring up. Schroeder. I don't hate him. I just don't. Think, I didn't I just think don't, hate him. <laughs> I, I, I just don't think he's that good. He he was exactly who I thought he was tonight. Yeah, he he's exactly he who I thought he was. He didn't make much noise, so he yeah, didn't really garner. He had a Casper the Friendly Ghost kind of game. He didn't warrant much discussion. That Lakers team, man, they fight, but they kind of stink. <laughs> that's a good su- that's a good summary of them. Yeah, they yeah. fight, but they do kind of stink. It was, it's always listen. I'll say it, we don't need to get into it, but I I I'll love I always love watching LeBron. I don't care. I know that a lot of people. He's a very polarizing player, but at the end of the day, he's one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player. Those of all time. windmill dunks were sick. And when you, whenever you get a game where he's playing well, that's just, a, it's just fun, you know. And you yeah. just gotta, you gotta enjoy them while they last because, unfortunately, I mean, you wouldn't know it tonight, but unfortunately, you know, we can't watch LeBron play forever. So, um, with that being said, guys, thanks yeah, for hanging out with us. It's a late one. I'm watching him take that out. That's true. Yeah, that dunk. Uh, it's after two a.m. here on the East Coast, so we're gonna head out, Bobby. I'm sure you got a couple. Where are you going? Uh, Nobu tonight? What's, what's going on? We'll see. We'll see where the friends want to go. Oh, okay. I'll, oh, guys. I'll be checking out the Instagram okay. stories. I'll be checking out the Instagram stories. Celtics on us. That's it. No, I'm going to check out the Bobby Manning Instagram stories. See where he's yeah. really at. Bobby's going to go live in a couple hours. All right, guys. So for Bobby Manning, Ashra Blakely, Josue Pavone, I'm Jimmy Toscano. We will see you guys next time. Peace. Out.